This is the world's greatest Springsteen podcast with Fisherman and Tom. I'm Fisherman, the bootlegger who pays the highest price. With me, as always, is Tom. How you doing today, Tom? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing really well myself. It is another Saturday morning. We're coming to you. Uh, we're actually coming to you sometime during the week because this is a podcast and we are not live, but we're recording this on Saturday morning and there's a lot to talk about. But before we get to it, I just want to talk a minute. I am deep into four nights of fish live from a resort in Cancun. I think it's in Cancun. It's definitely in Mexico. I think it's Cancun. Um they you know, a lot of bands have been doing this lately. They play these resorts in in Mexico where they sell the whole resort. They play right on the beach and they sell the they sell all the multiple resorts on the peninsula. I've never been there. <laughs> I think it's a peninsula and there's multiple resorts and they sell all the rooms and everybody there at the pool all day and at the hotel at night, they're all there for the shows. And then the band plays three, four nights, whatever it is. Fish is playing four nights and because it's fish, they webcast every single show. And that's why I get away with bringing it up today uh, because Bruce has not webcast one show yet. He works with the same company, Nugs. Nugs does their webcasting. I mean, they sell it under Live Fish, but it's Nugs. It's the same people. And uh, why isn't Bruce webcasting? I've watched the last three nights. Tonight's the fourth and final night. I didn't have to get on a plane. I didn't have to go to Mexico. I didn't have to stay at that Paradise Resort and on the beach. I didn't have to do any of that. I got to sit and watch it from the comfort of my own bedroom a uh, hundred bucks for four nights 30 bucks a show individually 100 bucks for four nights to watch live as it happens it, they've been fantastic the shows have been great and i just wonder why bruce springsteen doesn't throw us a webcast give us one he doesn't have to do four nights i know he's not you know fish plays four nights you don't see the same song twice except maybe a reprise that come, you know, he might play a reprise. They might play a reprise of one of the songs from earlier in the show or in, even in the run. Like they're going to be there for four nights. We could see a reprise of one of the songs they played earlier in the run. But for the most part, 99.9% of the set list, unique every single night, no overlap, not one song. Well, didn't you say that Bruce might be doing a webcast? I have a hunch. We've gotten no true evidence. I've gotten like conspiratorial evidence. If you got, I, I haven't looked in a long time and I think it's Ticketmaster, but it might be one of the other services that is selling the Philadelphia stadiums. There's two nights at Philadelphia, in Philadelphia, uh, citizens park. I think it's called. Um, and, uh, uh, there's two nights there. They were canceled from the original, set of cancellations last year and rescheduled and if you go into i don't know remember which night but if you go into the the ticket uh the ticket sales site one of the nights not both just one of the nights has the tickets listed as internet show i don't know what that means for sure but my guess is 
It's because they plan to uh, webcast that. I hope. I really can't prove it. I have no evidence except I've given you my entire case. Well, let's hope it's true. I do hope it's true. In the meantime, GW is planning on getting out there with his camera for at least Vegas and San Diego and L.A., maybe Phoenix. Uh, so we'll get some shows from 2024 or 20, 2024, 2024. We'll get some shows for sure. So this week, some stuff went on. Bruce announced, well, he didn't announce, but the Bruce archives in Monmouth, uh, Monmouth college, they announced, uh, that they're doing, I don't know, like a dedication, a symposium. I think you have the article there. Tell us about, uh, this uh, thing that the Bruce Archives is doing to celebrate yeah. other artists. Yeah, it'll be at the uh, Center for American Music on at Mon- Monmouth University. And uh, the presenters will be Springsteen, his manager, John Landau, Steve Van Zandt, and Darlene Love. And that's on uh, Wednesday, April 24th. And... Um, let me see. So he'll be honoring John Mellencamp, Jackson Brown, Dion, and Mavis Staples, who I think was on All in the Family. I don't know. And then I, I don't think. <laughs> uh, I don't think. Unless <laughs> you know who she is, and um, let me see. It says something about. Oh, okay. It looks like Steve Van Zandt and the Disciples of Soul will return as the house band for the ceremony. So, that'd be interesting. Were you thinking of Maureen Stapleton? Um, what was who was the one that played Edith? That was Maureen Stapleton. Okay, yeah, that must be who I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so also this week, uh, Max and Jake made a national television appearance at uh, MetLife Stadium. MetLife Football Stadium had a hockey game. I've never watched one of these outdoor classics. I think they call them the outdoor classic where they play in an outdoor stadium on NHL hockey game. And they must sell the tickets so cheap because there's... Even center ice front row. It's a terrible seat. It's not a good seat in the house. I've been to, I'm not a huge hockey fan. I grew up in Detroit. We had a hockey team. I've been to a lot of hockey games. I know that there is no way there's a good seat in that stadium. Not one good seat, but I'm sure they give them away because it looked packed. And uh, Jake did the national anthem. Yeah. So yeah, it was Flyers versus the uh Jersey Devils. And this was uh, on February 17th. Weinberg just introduced the Devils as they came out. And um they were serenaded by Clemens, who played the uh national anthem on his saxophone. Max had a drum kit, right? He was drum rolling while he was introducing them, right? Oh, I'm not sure. I didn't. I didn't see that. I just saw a picture of the two of them 
like a salty. Um, but that could be. If, um, he introduced him by saying, we have a special guest here tonight currently performing on Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band's world tour. Does that sound like he's a member of the E Street Band? Or? Mac said that about Jake? Yes. That was his introduction. All right. Well. So a special guest. Was he, trying to te- was he trying to tease that it was Bruce or something? I don't know. I I took it as like maybe he's just, you know, he's not really an actual member of the E Street Band, but maybe he just said that to so everyone would know who he was more than than if he just would have said member of the E Street Band, you know, maybe maybe no one knows. I don't know. I don't know either. I also I don't think there's anything really else happened. Oh, I guess uh uh did uh Max brought his son to the hockey game, right? Yeah, it says Jay Weinberg, Max's son, and fill-in for E Street Band drummer, went for a skate on the ice before the game. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my dad took me to the hockey game. He didn't get me on the ice. No, my dad never took me anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's all we have for the news. But that's all right because we are making our way through the rising. We've uh we've gone through the first six songs on the on the album. Do us a favor and real quick, just read the title of the six songs that we've already gone through. Oh, okay. Uh Lonesome Day into the Fire, Waiting on a Sunny Day, Nothing Man, Counting on a Miracle, Empty Sky. All right, and that brings us to this week's edition of the next three songs on The Rising. Yeah, this is number seven on the disc. So we got Worlds Apart. Another great one. This uh, You'll hear me say that a lot since this is The Rising. Especially and... live, especially live, Worlds Apart. Oh, yeah. So this song... Um, is got a Middle Eastern feel to it. Um, and uh, it was released as a live download, speaking of live, on the Helsinki 2003 release. And it's, I believe it's like our only archive release from The Rising. And that's a whole other thing. But, uh, and also um, you can see it and hear it on the Barcelona disc. Now, I don't know if they released the audio from the Barcelona show, but it would be easy enough to, to rip. They, they never released the audio, but I don't know when the last time you watched that is. The Barcelona sh- video, the DVD, and the high-def version that has been out for the last few years, just the worst audio, just terrible. Like, I've got audience bootlegs that sound better than the Barcelona official release. It was just, you know, I think it was on television in in oh yeah. Some other country or something. And they just oh. piggybacked and took their their tape of the you know they, they let the TV station do they did a very poor job. The Barcelona yeah. is 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 it's really sad that that's our video from that tour. That that's our audio from that tour. 
you know, uh, what do you the the one you mentioned from uh, Helsinki. from Helsinki? That sounds good, uh, but uh, Barcelona does not. There's no reason to rip that audio. It's just not good. Okay, yeah, I've heard the complaints before. I'm not that. I've never been that good at um, deter. When someone says this audio is is bad on any of the DVDs Bruce has put out. Um, I never really have that complaint, you know, because I just don't have the ear for that. I don't think. Maybe not, but I think if you watched it recently, if you watch it now, I think you'd pick up on it. You've been watching a lot of videos. You've been listening to a lot of nugs. You know, back when you last time you saw Barcelona, you were listening to a lot of bootlegs and you didn't hear a lot of high quality audio because it wasn't out. But now, now you're used to really good audio. Yeah. Um and let me see. Um the song itself, Worlds Apart, uh, is really about a couple trying to make it work in a in a relationship in a world that's trying to tear them apart. And they have um religious and cultural barriers. And um Really great song and and live, yeah, it just sound, it rocks. You know, this song just rocks. Um, and they actually, uh, I think they kind of dropped it from the set list towards the end of the tour. Uh, I'm not sure when, but maybe, you know, I'm not sure why. I don't know when exactly either, but the 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 show took a big change right around when it moved into stadiums out of mm-hmm. arenas so probably right around them yeah um what do you what did you think of worlds apart well i mean you know you know me <laughs> my review of every song is it's great i'm not maddie then every song isn't my favorite but uh you know i i love every song on the rising every song including we haven't gotten to let's be friends yet that yeah that's the song that gets all the hate i love every song on that album including let's be friends so okay well let's be friends is next oh okay here it is well i like this song too let's be friends skin to skin in parentheses and um this song i like it really doesn't belong on the album if you listen to it it doesn't fit but it's on there anyway um it was done one time in Hartford, 2003, and kind of a a little sloppy. They didn't seem to have uh, rehearsed it. Maybe maybe they did in in soundcheck, but I I don't, I'm not sure. It was a little, they had some problems, some issues with it. Maybe Bruce even did a little talking during it because trying to get the band to do this or that. Was, Was it on the set list or was it an audible? I, man, I don't know. Um, because you know there weren't a actually, lot of there weren't a lot of requests back then, but there were some. So ever you know, it could have been a request. It must have been a request, yeah. And he had done, you know, just 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 the tour itself. Um, the rising. He did every single song on the rising at least once during that tour, which is fantastic. So and um, the song itself. Let's be friends. It's it's about 
trying to make a connection with a partner and not allowing outside influences to break them up, you know, break a couple up, which, which we know happens. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I like it. It's not, not a favorite, but, uh, as far as the theme, it does, it doesn't really quite fit on the album. It's got a very, uh, different sound to it. Doesn't, doesn't sound like anything else on the album. It sounds like it doesn't sound like anything else he's ever recorded. No. I don't want to say it's. Is it a little bit of a reg, reggae feel to it? I don't know. I was going to say it's got a little bit of a Barney. <laughs> it's got a little <laughs> bit of a Barney feel to it. Um. So, then the uh, the last song we've got is number nine, further on up the road, which is I've stated recently. It's my favorite on the album. It just rocks. Um, and it debuted. In 2000, in 2000, it debuted and um, was actually recorded by HBO and uh, never released. We ended up with the live from New York City DVD, but it was actually recorded. I believe it was three nights recorded by HBO, and then they whittle it down to you know a concert that they showed us. But I'm uh, sure George Washington will let us know one way or the other. I thought it was two nights that they recorded, the last two. It could but have been maybe two. it was three. I don't know. It could have been two. Um, but further on up the road didn't make the cut. We've, of course, gotten bootlegs of it, and we've heard, we've both heard it. Um, but the studio version was recorded in 2001 for The Horizon. And um, I don't know about you. I always thought that it sounded, the very beginning, the drum beat sounded like a, this theme from Batman, the TV show, of course, from the 60s, which, uh, but it just always reminds me of that when I hear it, the opening. Um, and uh, there's a version of this further on up the road from Live in Dublin, another DVD release by Bruce. Very, very different. Completely that's, different. That's the Seeger Sessions. The Seeger Sessions. And, uh, I can't tell if I like it or not. I, I sometimes, <laughs> I, you know, it's it's one of those things because he lets everyone in the not everyone, but a lot of band members sing a verse, which normally would not you wouldn't care for. But that's uh, a big that's a big band. That's a lot of verses. Yeah, uh, it's a very. I can say it's very um, different. Um, and then. Um, just a side note, Johnny Cash actually uh, recorded a version of Further On Up the Road. That's pretty good. Johnny Cash, always a big Springsteen fan. Yeah, recorded I'm On Fire and some others. Highway Patrolman, Atlantic City, maybe? There's it's more. It's possible. There's more. I'm not going to call yeah. up Johnny Cash covers, but... Uh... I think there's Bruce, more. He's done a bunch. You know, um, Bruce, when Johnny Cash died, I think he sung a Johnny Cash song. He did. That was 2003. I almost know where it was. Washington, D.C., maybe. Um, it was, was uh, I think it was in yep. D.C., but I'm not sure. Uh, it was, uh, I can't remember the song, man. Too Much Weed. George Washington, yeah. fill us in here, fact checkers. What 
what Johnny Cash song did Bruce sing on his first show after Johnny Cash died? Mm, yeah, we should know this. And of course, Bruce sung uh, Give My Love to Rose. Was um, uh, Johnny Cash in the list of Bruce's top six bands? No. And uh, the thing about the question, you know, we'll get to that, but the band, the, the his favorite bands. So I had to, when I did my own little list, you know, I'm like, well, I love Elvis Presley. So I wanted to put that on, but I'm like, well, that's really not a band. So I can't put that on the list. So I think the question was, you know, it's an actual band, like the E Street Band, you know, Bruce Springsteen. So maybe that's what- maybe we don't know. For some background, Tom found a clickbait article that Bruce has announced his top six bands. Now, I don't know why I didn't see the article and I don't know what his source for Bruce's top six bands is. I'm going to guess it's an old episode of From My Home to Yours that this author was re- listening to and said, oh, Bruce's top six bands. This is clickbait. I'll write this up. Uh, that is my guess on the where the, where he got his list of Bruce's top six bands, but we don't know for sure. But Bruce... Uh, but Tom has it, this uh, clickbait list of Bruce's top six bands, and he has uh, added his li- his own list of top, top six bands. And then before we finish, I will, off the top of my head, list my favorite bands, too. So uh, what are Bruce's top six bands, according to Mr. Clickbait? Yeah. Um, so Bruce's, uh, in no order, his favorite bands of all time and this is a fact the beatles rolling stones wings dave clark five the clash the animals Uh, you know some of that sounds like it could be a list he made and then some of it is like i don't know i haven't heard i haven't heard that he's like especially fond of wings well, that was a surprise to me too. I'm thinking, okay, you're gonna put the Beatles on there, but then Wings. Yeah, Paul McCartney is... gets two spots in the top right. six. I mean, Wings are some. We got we know some great songs, at least the ones I always that they still play today on the radio. But there's uh, no he doubt he loves the animals. He went on about Eric Burden at the South by Southwest speech. He. uh He's played with him a few times. He covered a couple of Animals tunes back in the day on a regular basis. He's There's no doubt. What about CCR? He used to cover CCR left and right, too. It didn't make the list. Why didn't he put the E Street Band on there? Well, you don't put your own band on your list. That's just... I would have said this is... Kanye would. Kanye would say, my favorite artist in the world is me. <laughs> yeah. All so, right. So, uh, how about Tom's top six bands? Yeah, I'll put my top six. I'm sorry because I know I asked you also, but I just asked you, so um you haven't had time to even really think about no, it. I don't need. I don't need to think about three, and then if you give me a second, I think of the other three. Okay. So I got. Uh, this is in order. As you know, so here's number, uh, I'm sorry, number six, Bob Dylan, R.E.M., Rolling Stones, The Beatles, and that includes 
the solo work of John, Paul, and George. And then Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen being number one, are these have to be in an order? Because I cannot give you an order. I put it in order. Yeah, Bruce is number one, obviously. And, I'll uh, go with Bruce is number one. Uh, Grateful Dead, Fish, and then probably The Who, um, Led Zeppelin, and then there's a lot that could take that last spot. There's so many bands that could fill that last spot. But those are yeah. probably the five that I listen to the most. I was doing it up with Van Halen a couple weeks ago on Spotify, but that's only because Sammy Hagar announced that tour and David Lee Roth mm -hmm. was feuding with him online. I was like, I haven't heard any Van Halen in a long time. I listened to like their whole catalog, both both singers, not the not the third singer. I don't think I've ever heard that material at all. The third singer they got after they fired Sammy and before they got David back. Yeah, I don't even remember who that was. Was it Saw Relative or no? No, the the last tour where they got David Lee Roth back, they fired Michael Anthony on bass and brought on Eddie's son to play bass, Wolfgang Van Halen, Valerie Bertinelli's son. But uh, no, um, they got a third vocalist. They did, I think, only one album and one tour. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Michael Anthony was still on that tour. But uh, I didn't buy that record. I don't remember if I ever heard a song from it. I certainly didn't go see. Not 100% sure if they even toured. You know, back in the day, I saw Van Halen. I missed the David Lee Roth Van Halen by like, you know, I bought the 1984 album, but I was 16 when they came around before I even got my driver's license. Uh, when uh, the next time they came around was 5150, it was with Sammy Hagar. But I saw pretty much every Van Halen show that came to my town after that. Although I didn't go see the David Lee Roth reunion when he got back yeah, with them and Wolfgang strange. was there. I didn't go. I was just older and tired and concerts were more expensive. And they came to Vegas. I didn't go. I kind of wish I would have gone. But I was a big, big Van Halen fan. But that's probably not my number six. I don't know who my number six is. I'd have to give it some really long thought i've been to a lot of concerts who do i still go to over and over that aren't offshoots of fish or the grateful dead i don't know i'd have to really really give it some thought well we could temporarily stick it at number six until you figure it out that, you could i listened to a lot of van halen back in the day you could put that at my number six for now i could probably replace them there's a lot of bands i listened to back in the day who do i i still I listen to Led Zeppelin almost every day when I do the dishes. And then I listen to Fish every day and I listen to Bruce every day. And uh and then uh and the Grateful Dead, I don't listen to every day as much now as I used to, but uh I saw them a hundred and two times, the real thing, not the if you add in all the offshoot bands, it's it's way more than that. But the Grateful Dead with Jerry Garcia, the original band, hundred and two times and you know, I still listen to them once in a while. I listened to them like once last week. Not every day anymore. But uh, that's because Fish dominates my listening these days. And I work on a lot of Bruce videos, so I spend a lot of time doing that. I was doing that this morning. Those are my top six bands. Now, this is my favorite topic of the night. 
uh, the top five naughty lyrics in Springsteen songs. Was this inspired by an article? Um, no, this was my own personal invention. Uh, so you came up with five top five naughty lyrics in Springsteen songs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, here we go. Um, Wait, maybe I should try to guess them. Okay. Two hundred and two hundred dollars straight in and two fifty up the ass. She said. That's number one. Number one. He gets number one. Yes. Uh, let's see. It might be the only one that I can think of on the fly. Yeah, every now and then he'll change a lyric in a live setting where he'll actually say, you know, curse, but the studio version doesn't have it. Have you have you noticed that? And he just sticks with it online. Uh what what's the line on the album for for Lost in the Flood when those cats are sure fucked up. Exactly. So he is always, I think he's said that for many tours, but of course that's not on the actual lyrics. And what is on the actual lyrics? Fogged? Uh, he messed up. <laughs> is it messed up? Yeah. Uh, um, I can't so think of another. There's a fuck in there somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. My favorite song, Queen of the Supermarket. Blow the whole fucking place apart. That's not on your list, is it? It actually isn't, but <laughs> it does belong on the list, that's sure. Yeah, there are very few f bombs on the uh, Bruce Springsteen catalog. That you know, I'm having a coffin feather. Um, that song in particular, you know, when he when he when he throws that in, that just shows you how bad that song is. That he had to throw that word in to give it some kind of um, publicity, possibly. See, people will that, say, oh, we Queen of the Supermarket didn't get publicity. Uh, what do you call it that did? The Reno got publicity for that line. But there was no publicity for Queen of the Supermarket just because he well, said fuck. Nobody was, liked that song hoping, anyway. He was hoping for it, but it didn't work. Um. So, oh, as far as Reno goes, uh, for those that don't remember, there was actually um, um, a warning label issued for this album. And it said, uh, warning, this album contains adult images. And um, you had to be, if you, if you weren't over the age of 45, you couldn't buy this record. And they took it away from, it was uh, not available at Starbucks. That's right. So uh, as far as the others, um, the, I didn't really put them in too much order, except for Reno. That had to be number one. But uh, there's a long time coming. Um, you want me to give you the line? Are you coughing? Why are we both coughing today? Well, me, because I'm smoking weed. <laughs> um, but uh, the line is, I ain't going to fuck it up this time. Exactly. All right. <laughs> got it. Um, then we got Redheaded Woman. Redheaded Woman is imagery. He doesn't say anything wrong. Well, and, and there's like eight a, versions. I think the dirtiest version is the Moses version. Even that's not too bad. 
That's correct. Yeah, that when that first came out, there were different different lyrics that were uh, a little explicit. But this uh, particular line, he mentions getting down on his knees and tasting a redheaded woman. So this mentions conolingus, and uh, that's pretty dirty. That so is, and so the Moses line was. I was Moses staring at the burning bush of a redheaded woman. <laughs> I always wonder if he brought that song to Patty and she's like, well, maybe change that to this, you know. I don't I, I, I don't picture Patty as this uh person. I mean, I know he jokes about, you know, that she's the boss and everything, but uh I don't picture her really being the boss. I <laughs> think he's the boss. I think you're right. And we've got I'm on fire. Very dirty song. I'm Dude. on fire. Oh yeah. Um he 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 says uh there's a line uh about him waking up with the sheets soaking wet. He doesn't no even idea. ring the bell. You said so yourself on like two episodes ago. He doesn't even ring the bell. He just puts the keys in the mailbox. It's all fantasy. It's just a fantasy. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it's not the real thing. Uh, then we've got Land of Hope and Dreams, where he mentions whores. Whores and gamblers. We all take that same train ride at the end. That's that's Land of Hope and Dreams. Another song where he changed the lyrics from the very beginning to later thunder road with thunder road also yeah but uh land of hope and dreams yeah something about um uh what's the line instead of whores and gamblers it was it was it started off it's something i don't know another version of land of hope and dreams without whores and gamblers something about there's whores, there's whores and gamblers in my hopes and dreams so i can't think of a version Without yeah, whores and gamblers, it's the beginning of the reunion tour, and he's he, you know obviously it was he had just written it for that tour. Uh, something uh, something about ramblers instead of the, something blank blank ramblers. Okay, and then um, quickly uh, lost in the flood. I think you made might have mentioned it, um, and then he says forecasters sure fucked up. Who was sure fucked up? Forecasters. Those poor cats are sure fucked up. Why, that's why, why we talked about. It. That's why we talked about it last week because it was on. Because I was asking if it was on your list of uh, of cats. Those cats are sure fucked up. Um, just bleep that out. Um, <laughs> and then we've got uh, the last one going down. Which is self-explanatory. That's not. That's oh, not that's about a... going down. That's about getting. That's about maybe if you're if you are going down, it's about getting the shoulder tap. It's about you're done. It's over. Well, here are some. Here are some of the dirty lyrics. Um, uh, going down, 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 down. I'm going down 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 so it pretty much that, that's like his go. that's his mood that's his his position in the relationship 
Uh, it's not how a lot of people see it. It is not a song about two people that are getting it on and having oral sex. It is. He tells you what it is in the 1985 and 84 intro. It's about how when you first meet somebody, everything is perfect. And everything she says is so smart. Everything she says is brilliant. Oh, my God, you're so brilliant. And then come back six months later, and it's like everything she says, it's like that's the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard. How did I end up with someone as stupid as you? That's what I'm going down about it is all about. I don't remember that whole entire conversation. That, that one is from, I can, I can tell you where to find it. The This Guns for Hire from Philadelphia in 84. How did I ever hook up with someone stupid as you? <laughs> I like that. This next song is a song uh, about the fickleness of love. It's kind of how, you know, when you first meet somebody, everything they do is great. You know, everything they wear, they look beautiful. Everything they say, they're brilliant. You know, it's like, oh, honey, do you want to go out or stay home tonight? It's like, oh, honey, I don't care just as long as I'm with you. Yeah. But pretty soon, come back about four or five months and you hear like all of a sudden what was so brilliant that's the dumbest thing I ever heard <laughs> how did I get mixed up with somebody as stupid as you dang I don't know how Jeez. anyway kind of ends up like well we Sit in the car outside your house. Did you want to hear the five, the five or six places that if you, if you're in Jersey, it's very possible you will run into Bruce. Yeah, so this was another clickbait article, right? Oh, uh, this was um, New Jersey 101.5, so it sounds like a radio a radio station. station. All right, top five yeah. places if you're looking to stalk Bruce Springsteen in his hometown in New Jersey. These yes. are the top five places to go. Uh, Max's Bar and Grill in Long Branch. Um, one we've we definitely know about Roberto's Freehold Grill. In yeah, Freehold. Roberto's man. I I just think if you go to Roberto's every day, you know you won't have to go more than three days before you're gonna run into them. Yeah. Um, another one that's made headlines: um, Jersey Freeze in Freehold. As we know, uh, him and his uh, friend, who he has a bromance with, this John Bon Jovi, they like to eat ice cream cones together. I know. I know there was a picture of them with a couple of workers or a couple of customers at the Jersey Freeze. I know of one. Bruce has been there a lot. There's a lot of pictures of Bruce at the Jersey Freeze. I remember one with Bon Jovi. Yeah. Yeah, there's a picture of them both with ice cream cones. He never looks happy. He's got an ice cream cone. You think he'd have a smile? He's always like, "You would think so." And then um, the windmill in Long Branch. Mm, let's. 
it's like a fast food joint um and um i guess max weinberg's been there also then there's uh federici's pizza in freehold which no relation to danny federici none at all no it says there isn't any um just a coincidence and um supposedly has very good pizza not even a second cousin no and the last the last one they list as Bruce's favorite spot is Island Beach State Park which um not sure why they listed this cuz this is where he was arrested after doing some tequila shots and um eventually charges were dropped and he paid a $500 fine a lot of these clickbait articles work about as hard as we do putting <laughs> putting together their their articles. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, if I I've never been to any of those places ever. Uh, I, I've been to Asbury Park once. It was pouring rain. I was passing through, so I stopped. I went to go look at the Stone Pony. It, I don't even know if it was open. It was daytime. It was empty. There was nothing on the marquee. It was before the rejuvenation. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, um, and I didn't want to get out of the car. It was pouring rain, nasty, and it just looked shitty. But I saw it from the parking lot, looked at the picture, and I moved on. I didn't go see Madame Marie's booth or any of the other uh landmarks but i just got out of there it was pouring rain uh never gone if i went i think i just park it at roberto's they got wi-fi i set up my laptop and just sit at roberto's for breakfast lunch and dinner i think i think three days is all it's gonna take he seems to be there two three times a week getting his pancakes taking his pictures i don't think you'd have to i'm anyone who's listening it's gonna probably be more than three days. These are these are these are jokes. It's, it's but you don't have to go long. You wouldn't have to go there long. He is there a lot. Yeah. Fisherman said if I came here for three days, I'd see Bruce Springsteen. Okay, and uh there's really nothing left today but maybe some Springsteen hurdle. You got a few minutes, play a couple rounds of hurdle town. Yes. Awesome. All right. I think I got one ready to go here. All right, round one, Springsteen hurdle. Land of hope and dream. That is exactly what I was going to give you a clue like you weren't going to get it. All right, good job. I love the intro to that. Oh, for, so good. For the record, I, I got it. I did have it. All right, round two, Tom Springsteen hurdle. Here we go. Hmm. I have a feeling that might be on Western Stars. I'm positive it's on Western Stars. I have a feeling I know which song it is. But I'm positive it's on Western Stars. Yeah. I'd have to guess. Uh, maybe play me a little more. I might get it, but I doubt it. 
Well, I'm gonna throw a guess in there because I never get these before you. I think it's Moonlight Motel. I I would say you're right. I got one. I always tempted to play more of it, but if you play too much, YouTube will ban our show. One of these days, I'll listen to that album. Oh, it's such a great album. Did you see the movie? Uh, Well, what you call a movie, I call uh, something else. Concert film? Did you see the concert film? Yes. It's got all the music in it. I prefer it to the album. It's gorgeous. A gorgeous uh, bit of music. I don't know why you, you just shy away from it so much. Even all the cynics who criticize Working on a Dream and all the other albums loved Western Stars. Everybody, it's like universally loved. He didn't tour behind it, so that should tell us all we need to know. And he makes more money with the East Street Band. All right, Tom, here we go with round three Springsteen Hurdle. Yeah, that's on the uh the river the river box set. I think it's called the little things. The little things or something. Um but uh hang little on. Little things my baby does in parentheses. Yeah. That's it. That was it, hundred percent. You're perfect today. Well, I I got Moonlight Motel. Um, yes. But we haven't needed a second clue between the two of us. We'll go with that. All right, Tom, here we go. Round four, Springsteen Hurdle. Uh, I would say racing in the street. I was going to say racing in the street. It seems <clears throat> seems like if it was really racing in the street, we would know for a fact it was race. But we both yeah. went with it. It sounded. It was racing in the street. It's just right before that second note, which is why you question yourself. But yeah, we is both had. Is that a live version or is that a... No, it just... is the Darkness on the Edge of Town album, studio album version. Huh. All right, Tom. By the last round, unless we finally get stumped, we uh, we are perfect today. Springsteen Hurdle, round five, I think. Outside looking in. It's all over now. You cannot be stumped, my friend. Anybody wants to come and challenge Tom at Springsteen Hurdle, give us a shout out. 
say something in the in the comments. Send me an email, Fisherman's Wharf Channel at gmail.com. I think that brings us to the end of the show. Tom, you did fantastic today. Another week is gone, and we are three weeks away from the tour. And uh until next week for Tom and myself, Fisherman, the bootlegger who pays the highest price. The world's greatest Springs team podcast loves you. <laughs>